When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yeah, that was uh, a real character game. You know, you, you learn a little bit about yourself. Uh, you deal with a lot. Um, there, were a, there were a ton of different things that came up in that game. A lot of them made life uh, difficult for, for our guys. Um, and we, we kind of fought through it, uh, dealt with whatever came our way. Uh, put some runs on the board, put more runs on the board, uh, had some guys go out there and really do their jobs on the mound. I mean, it was, there was, a, there was a, a lot going on today, um, and, and it ended in a, in a big moment for uh, Polo and, and the rest of our team. Come on, Judd. With the brooms. Beat the Tigers. Come on, Judd. Swoop. Tigers. Swoop. Yes, I don't know. Declan and I are fired up here. Twins ending the first half of the season on a high note. Rocco with some pep in his step after that series going into the All Star break. Married man, how can you not have a pep in your step? Is he getting married during the All Star break? I believe he's yes. I guess he said he's getting married like Tuesday. Is he walking down the aisle of fish or? Or brought widespread panic, or uh, which which hippie band do you think he's playing for his first dance song? Um, probably Fish. Yeah, I'd follow that with yeah. some Grateful Dead, maybe. Very mm-hmm. exciting. A lot of lot Rockin- of great Minnesota sports figures getting married <laughs> during seasons. Christian Ponder, Rocco Baldelli. It's very exciting. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Declan and I are sitting here. We're on a high. We're yeah, reevaluating right. our entire stances yeah. on the Twins. Well, you should. And then here comes Judd barreling into ScoreNorth.com with his cold bucket of water. As always, and so I don't know. The floor is yours. Go ahead. We're we're sitting here waiting for the cold bucket of water yep. to be dumped on our heads. You might as well just do it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So here's the thing: the Twins lost two or three to the White Sox, and I, because of various commitments and things, I didn't attend a game. So I felt that I would I would uh, make that up by going to all four games and sitting through all of them of the Tigers Twins series. So I felt that I would have a good grasp on this ball club as they entered the All-Star break. Uh, And, you know, as a byproduct, a good grasp on the Detroit Tigers, the Bengals, the Motor City Club. And so here's the issue. All right. So the Twins swept. Did you guys see this Tigers bullpen? Did you see, like, if you could play Detroit the rest of the season, if you could play, if if they could turn this into a Twins tournament, which would involve the Royals, the Tigers, <laughs> and the Twins, uh, and maybe Cleveland too. Of course, the White Sox can't be in- involved because they're actually very good. But if you could involve a Twins tournament at Target Field and Comerico Park and and Kauffman Stadium, the Twins might have a very good chance because you can beat the Tigers because their bullpen is so predictable that, boys, when the Tigers put 
Joe Jimenez in the game yesterday, and I think the Twins were down by like two or three runs. I tweeted within 15 minutes of this pitching move, the Twins will lead. I was wrong. The game was tied. Well, I see major league pitchers on all of those rosters, okay? I don't know why you have to discriminate (laughs) against uh, who's a real major leaguer and not. And why can't you just enjoy the season? Why can't you just take some joy? It's 80 degrees. It's sunny. Oh, I love being at the ballpark. There's baseball being played. I I would do four games. Polo is hitting walk-off home runs, and you can't just be happy for 24 hours. Look, I can't be happy because I am paid to have an opinion about this club, which I predicted would win 96 games and instead has turned into a bunch of choking pigs, unfortunately. So I cannot be happy because Sports Dad is also a doctor of sports, Mm. and a doctor of sports can't say, well, I almost saved the patient. Wasn't that great? But the patient died. I know, but we were so close. We were so close. We kept the patient alive for an extra 20 minutes. Did you see what I did there? But doctor, he died or she died. Okay. So as a doctor of sports and a sports dad, I refuse to be happy about something that is as meaningless as a sweep of the Tigers. It doesn't mean it wasn't great weather. It doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy. Actually, the Sunday game was terrible because it was just such a joke. But Saturday was good. I enjoy the game, but I refuse to enjoy what this Twins team has become, which is, for the most part, a running punchline in the American League. Uh, I have I have a strong opinion on this that I'm I've, I've withholded to this point because it's fun just to get to put a quarter in Judd. Yes, but I want to, so Declan. I want your thoughts here too. Um, do you feel like Judd is unnecessarily pouring a cold bucket of water on the most fun four game stretch of the season so far? Uh, or do you think he's warranted in saying, no, sorry, I'm not going to eat this BS that you're trying to feed me after two months of crappy baseball? You know, it, it reminds me of, like, you're in your pool and that annoying, like, uncle keeps dunking your head underwater for no reason to try to get you to swim. And it's just like, dude, can I just, like, hold on the railing for a little bit while, like, I tread <laughs> the water and just, like, experience me being myself in the water without you dunking my head profusely into the water trying to kill me? Like, I, I do think you're pouring too much cold water onto this. That being said, I, it's okay to have the realistic expectations and have the self-awareness that this team is still, like, what, 13, 12 games below 500, multiple games back from a wild card spot. Uh, 11, okay. Yeah. They've cut 11, it to 11, excuse me, they? 11 games behind. Uh, but I do think Judd is pouring a little bit too much cold water on a sweep to close out the first half of the season on a gorgeous weekend at Target Field. I do think there's too much cold water being poured by Judd. Just a little bit. All right. So I 100% agree with Judd oh, wow. here. Okay. All right. That's fine. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you need a cold bucket of water to wake you up from your slumber as a fan, your uh, zombie-like state as you've walked through 30 years of no men's championships in this town. And I was thinking about this last night as I rested my head on the pillow and was was scrolling through Judd fighting with people on Twitter, which is hilarious. And I think the 2001 Twins and the 2020 Minnesota Vikings are great microcosms for why we haven't had a men's championship here in 30-plus years with the Twins, in forever with the Vikings, forever with either the Wild or the North Stars, where... These teams, and this doesn't always happen, but like the 2001 Twins and the 2020 Vikings train wrecked out of the gate, right? The Vikings started one and five. Kirk Cousins led the league in turnovers through the first month and a half. 
it was a wildly disappointing start to the season. Going in, everyone thought this is a playoff contending team. They're going to build off what they, they won a playoff game the year before, right? Train wreck out of the gate. Same thing with the Twins. Oh, man, this is, all right, now this is the time where we're going to win a playoff game for the first time in two decades, right? Going to build on this thing, added a couple relievers, and then you train wreck out of the gate. And then what happens is halfway through or, you know, whatever the case may be, week seven in the NFL and now, you know, closer to the All-Star break, the team shows signs of life. And people start to get excited. Look at how well Kirk Cousins is playing. Oh, all you guys who ragged on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, look at how great he played from week seven until week 15. Boy, look at Miguel Sano's OPS between this sliver of time between, like, the end of June and the second week in July. Oh, man, you guys have been ripping on Max Kepler, but look <laughs> at him now. He's hitting home runs all the time. And it's like people think Judd is being negative when he rejects this sweep over the Tigers. Judd is the coroner coming in to do an autopsy on a dead body. And the family is like, no, 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 he's blinking now. See, it's like, no, 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 he's not. No, it's a dead body. I don't care. Like, maybe the arm twitched, okay? Like, the arm That's is called twitching rigor. or something. <laughs> Rigor. That's a rigor mortis, so, okay? Sorry. Judd is coming in to do an autopsy on a dead body, and people are like, well, no, just give it like just give it like 20 more minutes. Bring the paddles back in and see. And it's like, I don't have a problem with the autopsy. And sometimes people think we're too negative on this show, all right? But we want championships. We set a high bar for what we want our teams to achieve, and we're not going to sit here. Now, do, okay, now, did I get some enjoyment out of Jorge Polanco hitting him? Yeah, it was kind of fun. All right, sent a little jolt through, but... Yeah, I can't disagree with anything Judd has said. These two things are not like each other. What the Twins have fed you for two and a half months is a huge steaming pile of crap. All right? It's a dead body. Mm-hmm. And what the Twins gave you over the weekend against the Tigers is relatively meaningless in the grand scheme. And if we want these teams to win championships, you can't just be tricked by Kirk Cousins and the, oh, the, the Vikings played really well against the Jaguars and the Panthers, right? Look at the Twins. They're beating up on the... Lowly Tigers and the Royals, like, don't be tricked by these little blips of success in meaningless moments when you've already train wrecked out of the gate. So. And, and the why can't you just enjoy this statement is why, for the most part, we accept mediocrity to worse. Because it's like, the, well, why can't you enjoy the sweep of the Tigers? It's, well, have you watched the last two months, right? My doctorate includes this. As a sports therapist in this town, I'm going to introduce a a new word to this show. Now, it's not a a new word because it's a clinical term, but I really think it's part of of our problem. And I do think that our goal in in chasing championships and in trying to get people in this town to, and this is not condescending, but to try to get them to understand where we need to be mentally, because that's where we're not. And I don't blame you folks. This is our fault. This is the media in this town, which has spoon-fed you sunshine and lollipops so long that you have no clue, and it's not your fault, because if you grew up here, my God, you know, you started with Sid. Defend everybody. But here is the term that I think that we should introduce to our lexicon here on Mackie and Judd as, as far as our sports therapist practice goes. Because the Wild has done this. The 2020, to Phil's point, Vikings did this very much at 1-5. and And to a certain degree, the Twins have done it the past four games. We are being sports gaslit. 
We are being sports gaslit by these teams. And my young friend, Declan Goff, who I, I, love, who I yeah. love like a son, exactly right. But you know what? Who himself is in relationships now and is trying to find the right person. <laughs> and think about how close. The oh, did, ga- I, did I miss an update <laughs> here? Are we gonna- no, but I'm saying I don't know where. I haven't it's- said anything about what happened this weekend. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. 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 I, Easy. Look, I've got sources. Okay. You don't be a former lead Vikings beat writer without sources. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I'm going to stay away. AccessDeclan.com. Chip, call me. We're going to break the story. That'll be later today at ScoreNorth.com. Anyway, think about this, though. We are being gaslit as sports fans. How many times? So my my statement years ago now, which probably goes back, what, four or five years, about the Wild being the furious rallies, right? That's gaslighting you from a sports standpoint. That's the, oh, we're not done yet. We're not done. Watch us now. And then people come back and they're like, oh, you know what? Wild, I'm so glad that I stayed. You were, you know what? You've changed. And then at the first sign of adversity, what do they do? They pull the same crap and we're in the same dysfunctional relationship <laughs> until the next time that they come back. And the twins, oh, look at this. We beat the Tigers. Rocco, that was a character test right there. A character yeah, test. Okay. You on, failed the character come test come miserably on. for two plus months. And that the Tigers stop being gaslit by these teams. These teams are taking your, your faith in them, your trust. In a lot of cases, you're hard-earned dollars, and they're abusing you as a fan. I don't, I'm don't. i not telling you to stop following them or cheering for them or pushing them to try to get a championship. Don't break up with them, but also don't buy into them. Not when it's BS. I got another phrase. I, li- I like where you're going. Sports gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Minnesota sports gaslighting. I like that. Uh, I've got another one that we have uttered on this show before, but uh, just in the... In the spirit of gaslighting, okay, if you're still like if you're still gaslighting your house when it comes to your heating systems, for instance, get out of the 1900s. All right, Burnsville Heating and Air. Not only are they great at what they do when it comes to uh, HVAC installation, but they are hiring right now. Okay, Burnsville Heating and Air has an immediate need for hardworking people to join new construction departments. Uh, hiring all levels of experience, whether you have literally like zero experience at all and you're just curious and willing to learn, uh, whether you're a lead, a finisher, an equipment setter, they'll give you on-the-job training if necessary, and they'll even give you up to a $2,000 sign-on bonus. So uh, Burnsville Heating and Air looking to hire, and they'll give you a job within 10 to 20 minutes of your home on-job site so you don't have to drive uh, for instance, to Burnsville, if you live far away from Burnsville, uh, they'll they'll find a job site for you that's within 10 to 20 minutes of your um, of wherever you live. Apply now at BurnsvilleHeating.com and click careers. BurnsvilleHeating.com and click careers. Here's I, I appreciate them, it. too. See, I'm positive there. I'm positive about them. You <laughs> see, good. everybody thinks. Judd on so Monday, smart, he's negative. They support our show. Burnsville so Heating and Air, I'm positive about they're a winner. Here's another phrase, all right? And this is why, listen, I and I tweeted this yesterday. Celebrate that win all you want. Like, but but don't get tricked into like what Rocco said after the game. This is a character win. My man. Then what would you call the first two and a half months of the season? What would you call the debacle in Oakland? You know, what would you call some of these other games where you're where Alex Colomay melted down five different times, right? So like the character win thing. 
sports standards. That's what we, I think that's what we lack here oftentimes in the Twin Cities. Sports standards and not just being happy with winning divisions, not just being happy with getting to the playoffs and seeing what happens. Boy, if they can just finish 10 and 6 mm-hmm. and get in and see what happens. It's like, how many teams are finishing 10 and 6 and winning Super Bowls? Not many. It's 12 and 4. It's 13 and 3. It's 14 and 2. Let's raise the bar for all of these men's teams around the Twin Cities. Let's raise our sports standards. And when you have high sports standards, to Judd's point, like you don't get overly excited about beating the Tigers. And it doesn't mean you can't enjoy watching the game. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy, but it's like taking it to the next level and saying, it's a character win, or look, they're back. They should consider now adding pitching at the deadline. It's like they would literally have to go 54-19 and 19 the rest of the way to get to 93 wins, which I think is around what it's going to take to be a wild card team this year. So I don't know. Like I'm having a little bit of trouble with I don't want to just always pour cold water on everything until they win a championship because I think there is a middle ground to enjoy your local teams. But I also feel like it's 2021. This is a landmark year, 30 years since the last time a men's team won a championship in this town. Mm-hmm. So we're now a, a third of a century, basically, since the last men's championship in this town. And I just think like we've coasted along for years and years, and we've just sort of accepted that, yeah, I guess the Yankees are going to beat the Twins every time they play a game against each other. And, well, I guess, you know, we're just going to have to settle for the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. And it's like we've just sort of, We've just sort of resigned to the fact that, like, well, it's if you can just sort of get in and be okay, and I'm just kind of sick of it. I just want to see a championship before I die, all right? Well, yeah, but for the most part, the problem is that, aside from guys like Roycey, a lot of the media in, in this town conditions you, especially electronic, to accept that. To be like, oh, yeah, yeah, hey, the Twins won or something, you know, look at this comeback. And instead of us having, to your point, Phil, sports standards, and then the the team is always going to try, for the most part, to gaslight you. Like, that's their job. Oh, look, the Twins, you know, the Twins tweet out, oh, big win, you know, we scored. I mean, they've seriously tweeted out that they, I think they scored all but like two of their runs from the sixth inning on this past weekend in the four games against Detroit. And they tweeted this out like it's a great stat. No, it just means Detroit's bullpen's horse bleep. Um, But they're going to gaslight you naturally because that's their job to make you believe that things are great and going well. It's our job to say, hold on a second here. First of all, you've been terrible. Second of all, there is a championship parade again. The second in what, six months? In Tampa, Florida today for the Lightning. because. The Lightning are in what is currently the state of hockey. I don't care what the Wild says. They had a championship for the Buccaneers. The Rays are continually overachieving. Why can't we be them? It's Tampa, Florida. Like, there's no reason. If you say, well. It's a terrible sports town. Right. But, I mean, if you say, well, New York. I mean, look at all the money they have, and we can't compete there. Okay, and that's our excuse for that. Tampa, Florida is celebrating championships. And by the way, they're doing it today in a sport where we should be as good. There is no reason why the Wild shouldn't be that good. There is, And perhaps they will be. And I like where they're going. But I, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and buy that was a character win. Or, I'm, or I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here after the Vikings get off to a 1-5 start in the quarterback in what was really a crucial home game. Uh, his first pass is picked off and he plays a terrible game. 
and then they come out of the bye and beat the Packers. I'm not going to try and tell you and gaslight you and say, oh, they're back. As you said, get off to a good start. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't disappoint us. And I'll be fine. I'll praise you. I want to praise you. Like, I want to praise you. Give me reason to. Don't beat Detroit in four and then tell my sorry uh, face, uh, oh, man, this is great. <laughs> sorry. This is great. We, we beat Detroit. No, that's it. No, it's not great. Do more. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to come out of the bye, and they're going to play four more at Detroit, and they might win three. And then they're going to say, look, we're, we're getting closer to 500. Look at how great this is. And then they go to Chicago. So here's my response. Beat the White Sox. Sweep them. The Angels with Otani, and they're not a great team, but they certainly have a great player, come to Target Field. Sweep them. Do that. That's what I want to see. Not beating the Tigers and then telling me it's great. We're gonna win twins. We're gonna score. We're gonna win By the way, all of our twins discussions here on Mackie and Judd throughout the year are presented by our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. If you're looking to put a cold bucket of water on the back of a bike and ride it around in the summer heat like <laughs> Judd Zolgat is, whether you ride a Harley, a cruiser, sport bike, whatever it is, DennisKirk.com has you covered 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. The best in the business. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. So, again, DennisKirk.com for all of your writing needs. Uh, all right, that was, that was fairly therapeutic, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's time for maybe maybe some more therapy here if you got some more Twins takes as part of Mackie and Judd statements every Monday. We uh, digest everything that's happened in the world, locally, nationally, Declan's life, whatever it may be, mm. and uh, we deliver our statements on the weekend. Do you guys mind if I start us off here? Go Absolutely. Ahead. Okay. Um, so, of course, my computer, my tablet crashed here, so I don't have the exact tweet from our guy Dane Moore. But uh, my statement is, if the Timberwolves do indeed land Ben Simmons without giving up one of their three core players, which is possible, they will be a top six team in the Western Conference. Maybe even better. So Dane Moore tweeted over the weekend, uh, friend of the show, by the way, Dane Moore from the Dane Moore NBA podcast, that he has it on good authority Gerson Rosas and Elton Brand have had discussions about Ben Simmons and a Timberwolves trade. Right now, those discussions haven't necessarily matriculated to the level of pulling the trigger. I'm sure the Sixers are having about 10 different conversations. But we now, and Johnny Kay has been reporting the last couple days in The Athletic, too, that this is no longer just a theory. It's no longer just Mackie and Judd and Declan recklessly speculating here on the Mackie and Judd show. Uh, This is a real conversation between these teams. And if the Wolves can land Ben Simmons and they don't have to give up one of their three best players, I think they're a top six seed in the Western Conference. Is that too hot of a take? Ooh, top six seed in the Western Conference is a hot take because the conference is so good, but their defense would improve by so much. I'm going to go with yes, it's a hot take. If they get Simmons and don't give up one of their big three, though, um, I think saying that they're a playoff team, which for this franchise, I mean, this is embarrassing to say, but for this franchise is a big deal. I think that is a solid take. If they get into the top six with with Finchie and, and the crew with Simmons, 
That's really impressive. So I would say, Dex, that, that that's a hot take, but being a playoff team certainly would not be with that trade. Yeah, top six seems uh, seems pretty lofty right now. But but if they get Ben Simmons and the things start falling, falling their way, I can see it. But I, I, top six is pretty hot. That's, that's a hot take. Here's my logic, all right? I was going through all the different teams. The Suns are the best team in the West right now, and I still, even though they lost last night, I still think they're going to win the title. Um, if you look at, like, the the main top player combinations on all these Western Conference teams. Mm-hmm. Like, not not the whole rosters necessarily, but just, like, the best players on the teams and, and, and you lay them out one through eight or one through nine. So the Suns aren't going anywhere. I mean, Chris Paul's probably coming back. You got Booker. You got Aiton. They're going to win the championship. Uh, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, plus they have a really good supporting cast. They're not going anywhere. Clippers, Kawhi Leonard's hurt all the time, but if he can play... 80% of the games, Paul George, they're not going anywhere. And the Nuggets aren't going anywhere with the Joker and Jamal Murray. All right. So those four teams I'll give you, like, they're not going anywhere. The Lakers. LeBron's about to turn 37 years old later wow. this year. Anthony Davis is always hurt. He was hurt again at the end of last year. He's never not been hurt for at least, like, a month in a season. And again, LeBron, 37, He's not going to just fall off a cliff, but at some point, he's going to be. And we've seen it the last two years; injuries have yeah, caught up to him too. He is going to be a man on a mission, coming off a decent amount of rest, though. Just I, I know, I, no, just but, but I'm just. But he is a age. Age with him might not be as much of a de, as a detriment as we think of it for most human beings. In times of change, you know, Tom Brady is going to be 50 years old and still playing in the NFL, and it's different than it was. And 20 you know what, years LeBron's ago, not that. doing, Phil Mackey. He's not playing in the Olympics because he knows to get rest. He also knew that he didn't want to be embarrassed by Nigeria I told, like they did in that exhibition I, game. Am I right? That down's coming close to maybe being true. <laughs> God. Uh, the Blazers, all right, they're headed for some sort of shakeup. Dame Lillard is telling people yeah. he doesn't want to play there anymore. Yeah. So they're either going to trade McCollum or blow the whole thing up. The Mavericks just blew up their entire front office and coaching staff. And they have one of the best players in the world, but they, you know, Porzingis is their is their Robin right now. So it's basically whole new front office, whole new coaching staff, one superstar in in Doncic, and then a bunch of role players. The Warriors, Steph Curry is still amazing, but Clay Thompson hasn't played in two years. He's coming off two major, like career threatening injuries, and Draymond Green is getting older, and so like they're going to bounce back, but to what extent? And then the Grizzlies made the play-in, but they were under 500, and they still have a long ways to go. So all I'm saying is, once you get past the first four or five teams in the West, if you can add a big piece and not sacrifice a bunch of shooting mm-hmm. to bring Ben Simmons in so that he can have a bunch of complimentary pieces, um, I just I, I think you should smell blood in the water in the Western Conference between seeds like 5 and 8 or 5 and 10. You want to pick up that glass of Wolves Kool-Aid so bad and guzzle it down like Bakhtiari guzzles the beers at Bucks games? You want to drink that. You know you want to. You don't even care if it's poison. You just want to drink it so bad. I I feel like I'm immune to it. I love your love for for the Wolves. I've been drinking it for 15 years, and I'm still but, I mean, alive. It's, I'm still here I feel today. like I feel like <laughs> when it comes to, to the Twins, because you, you spend time on that beat, that you're pretty jaded. Like you like the Twins, but you're you know you, you I, see that for what I, it is. I resent the Twins. Yeah, exactly. I resent the okay, twins, yeah. the Vi- the Vikings. We all want to win, but if things go bad, you are you know you are more than happy to be to take a step back and say, here's the problem. You know, I don't love Kirk. Blah blah blah. Um, but when it comes to the Wolves, 
You are twelve year, You are twelve year Everything old is great. Phil Mackey. Best Look, case scenario all the time. But I mean, you're still twelve. I just love it. From the day that we started on this show, your desire and, and I admire it. You feel about the Wolves like I did the North Stars. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like you can't help yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I used to sit in my room when I was a kid, like 10, 11, 12 years old. I would listen to Chad Hartman on the radio call Wolves games, and then I would, you know, I'd watch on TV too. But I'd listen to Chad call the games on the radio with the sound down on TV sometimes, and I'd have my own little Nerf Timberwolves basket with oh, yeah. my Kevin Garnett jersey. Right. Like that is me right now telling you if they land Ben Simmons, yep. and if they bring KG back as an advisor in the front office, <laughs> yep, and 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 the maybe. They can be the sixth seed in the Western Conference. <sighs> All right. It's okay. You guys can guess and look at me like I'm crazy. That's fine. I'll just be on this bandwagon. That's fine. For my statement, I will take your reckless speculation. And up it. Reckless speculation. Love it. Talked to some folks in the press box this week. Twins game. A little insiding, if you will, hmm. leading to this statement. Hmm. The Twins are going to trade Taylor Rogers by the deadline, not Jose Barrios. Is this is this a write that down prediction here? What is happening? Yeah, are you reporting? Not, or are you write, writing it down? I'm not reporting it, but from putting but from putting the pieces of the puzzle together, I'm telling you right now that the Twins are going to trade Taylor Rogers by July 30th, and Brios will stay put. I'll add to that reporting, speculating hybrid the judges put out there that hybrid apparently hybrid. Jim Polad was on WCCO radio at yeah. some point. Yes. And, and he was asked, like, okay, can you guys keep both Jose Barrios and Buxton via contract extension? And he said yes. He did. So he did. He I don't know. Correct. I mean he doesn't he doesn't speak authoritatively very often. To me that would be the best case. Injuries are going to be a huge concern for Buxton and maybe even for Brias because he's just like never he's never had any injuries, so I just feel like he's due. Mm-hmm. But if you can sign those guys to extensions, then the conversation's over. You should sign those guys to extensions. Yes, but I just I just don't know if I buy that they're going to be able to do that. On Taylor, and I I know that he came in to try and <clears throat> close out the game on Sunday, and it, it went sideways, and eventually the Tigers took a nine eight lead on a grand slam. But for the most part, he's been very good this season, and here's why he's going to be traded. And we've talked about some of this before, but if you put the pieces of the puzzle together, it makes perfect sense. He's going to turn 31 in December. That's important. He is a guy that is going to arbitration after this season, and then after 2022 is going to be a free agent. He So the problem with his contract is this. Right or wrong on Brios, I firmly believe the Twins are going to put their minds to what Jim Polad said, which is, we'll find a way to keep him. They might be wrong, but that's what they're thinking. Taylor Rogers is at an age and is in a spot, as far as the bullpen goes, where the arbitration eligibility, if you are going to sign, let's say you're going to make a real attempt to sign Brios and Buxton. Taylor's going to want a fairly significant contract and his ask in arbitration also is going to, to be high because they signed him before arbitration last year in December to a one year six million dollar deal now he's exceeded that so he's going to want more and then he's going to want a long-term contract after 2022 I think the twins because of the pending contracts that they have with guys like Buxton Brios are going to have no desire to pay him what he's going to want and if you can get let's say a fringe top 10 prospect and a lesser prospect for him at the deadline, and by the way, 
Look at the amount of teams that would covet a guy like that out of their bullpen for the stretch drive. It's huge. It makes a lot of sense that Rodgers gets traded and Barrios doesn't. And so I think I think of the guys who are under contract for 2022 who are going to be traded, Rodgers is going to be the biggest name by July 30th. Yeah. Can I also add this, too, that you know, you're the Twins and – Really, your your only way to win a World Series, or I should back up a step, your only way to win a playoff game at some point is to build a nucleus from within, and then as part of that nucleus heads toward free agency, being able to keep some of those players into their late 20s, early 30s, because you're not going to be able to build this thing in free agency. Really, the only team that's ever done it successfully is, I mean, the Dodgers to some extent, the Yankees. You have to have, a, especially if you're a mid to small market team, you have to have a core that all pops together, and then a couple of those guys trickle into free agency. You keep them under contract. If you have to trade Jose Barrios and Byron Buxton, you're basically admitting that you're headed into a three to five year rebuild. That you're all right now. You got to wait for Royce Lewis to come along and a bunch of internal pitching prospects to come along. Yes, and you're re- like you're really heading into a three to five year rebuild, and you're crossing your fingers. If you can extend Barrios and Buxton and cross your fingers on injuries, you're at least keeping probably your two best players on, you know, one on the pitching side, one on the position player side. So you're keeping your window open into 2022 and beyond. So we'll see. I, I'm just, I guess I'm just skeptical that when push comes to shove and Barrios' camp says, yeah, it's going to be about $28 million a year to keep me, Jim. <laughs> that Jim's going to have to go back on WCCO radio and be like, well, I don't know. Oh, he won't go back on for that. No, no, no. Jim will avoid the microphone at that point. (laughs) All right, I have a Taylor Uh, Rogers uh, statement as well. mm -hmm. So I'll I'll go with this right now. It is, uh, you can indeed break the chain, and you can move the chain. What I'm referencing with the chain, Taylor Rogers' walk-up music, the chain, Fleetwood Mac, by the way, great choice for a walk-up music. Twins closers historically have had Pretty damn good walk-in music. Joe Nathan, Stand Up and Shout. Glenn Perkins had Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. Taylor Rogers, The Chain. I mean, I get a little bit of goosebumps when it's a close game and that song hits. I'm ready to go. Even though I'm almost 30 years old, I've been to Target Field even this year and Break the Chain comes out and I'm ready. I'm absolutely all in. Fan goggles are on. Taylor Rogers strike out the side here. Now, yesterday, the chain got broke. Yesterday, the tra- chain was broken. Four hitters in. What, Judge? Single, single, double home run. Yeah, well, I think he had a walk in there, a too. A walk in. Yeah, not, not, yeah. A great, not a great day for the chain. But you can move the chain, and teams tend to overpay for relievers at the trade deadline. And he's one of the better, sneaky one of the better relievers in the game this year. He had an awkward year last year, but he still has bounced back. His strikeout rate is well above league average. Opponents barely hit hard contact against him. Some team is going to overpay you, and you maybe can get a, a, like a fifth or sixth prospect from an organization for him, I think you got to do it. At this point, he's 30 years old. You have to listen to it. It's probably more realistic you can trade him than it is Jose Barrios. So I'm with Judd as well. I, I do think it's time to trade Taylor Rogers at the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah, someone, like, teams always overpay. I mean, the Twins with Matt Caps. teams always get desperate and overpay. And there's always, like, the biggest bidding wars you can create at the trade deadline are starting pitchers, relievers. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, take advantage. Somebody wants to just if the Blue Jays say, "All right, screw it, we'll give you our, you know, second, third best pitching prospect." I don't know if you can get that, but you should be able to get someone to overpay for old Taylor Rogers. Uh, my next statement is powered by our friends at PXG, the best golfers paradise you're going to find in the Twin Cities. 
PXG Minneapolis is slinging some of the best clubs on the market right now. The uh, Gen 4 clubs have landed, much like this seaplane is about to land. Wow, on my head right is, is that now. like right outside your window? Like literally, I is mean, it like on window level? I think it's on our patio right now. It just dropped a dead sure. fish on your roof. I actually know what that was. That was probably uh, the drive of somebody hitting a PXG uh, Gen 4 driver. That was the sound of it right there. Just, <laughs> yeah, 350 yards or 350 miles. Uh, so PXG, <laughs> Minneapolis, Southdale Center, pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Find some clubs that can up your game. Aaron Rodgers took one step closer to playing football for the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. I don't know if we have a clip of this, but Aaron Rodgers praised Vikings players on national TV. He was also asked about, um, you know, hey, you know, you're playing all these golf events. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to play some football for the Packers this year? And he said, well, we're just going to enjoy the week and see what happens in a couple weeks. Now people are all hung up on See what happens in a couple weeks. Is he going to show up? But uh, this is, I believe, this is Aaron Rodgers talking about his future teammates in purple here. Yesterday, a longtime teammate of mine, uh, you know, playing with Adam Thielen and Alex Smith. You know, was in my draft class, and Adam's become a good buddy over the years. This is what this event's all about. It's a lot of fun. Adam Thielen has become a good buddy of Aaron Rodgers. You think Kirk called him? What are you? You're buddy with Aaron Rodgers. What's that? What? What's going on? You're cheating on me. Have you been? Te- who are you texting with there, Adam? Oh, nobody. No, You're gaslighting me. No, no, no. Just my my friend. Can I see your Aaron. phone? No. Uh, yeah, my friend Aaron. It's uh, he's just uh, you know, a buddy of mine. Just uh, we go way back. I don't know. Did he say? Uh, by the way, he'd say Adam Thielen was in the same draft class. Alex Smith. Or, or Alex yeah, Smith. Yeah. No, he okay. just said he and Thielen have become very good buddies. <laughs> I thought maybe he got Thielen mixed up with somebody else. Mike Thielen wasn't even drafted, nor is he as old as you. But I would love to see Aaron Rodgers throwing passes at some point to Adam Thielen. We'll see. Oh, man. I love how he said, how Aaron said, well, you know, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this event, and then we'll see, as if he doesn't know exactly what his next move is. This is one of the most calculating human beings I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Like in two weeks, he'll be like, Oh, alarm's going off. What should I do today? Oh, I got to make a decision about my fu- my football future. What? So, what do you guys think he's doing in two weeks when training camp starts? Nothing. I don't think he's going near Green Bay. I don't think he's going. I'd, I honestly think he's done with them. I think he's got the money. I think he's got the the lifestyle he enjoys now. I I think he likes football a lot, but I again I don't think he's Favre. I don't think he's driven by it completely. I think he's Favre on the vindictive side and then some. Which is why I, you cannot dismiss, and I'm being totally serious here, that this guy could be a Viking at some point. You can't. Here's the, here's the one fly in that ointment compared to Brett Favre. So Favre, the Packers are never going to hand deliver a Hall of Fame quarterback to the Vikings, right? So there, there always has to be a stop before the Vikings. The, the Jets had to be the bridge from Green Bay to Minnesota. Correct. And Favre had to play terribly for the Jets and even have, like, a torn biceps or whatever. That's what, for yeah. the Jets, For the Jets to kind of say, all right, he threw 20 interceptions. I don't know. He took some selfies and sent them to, our, to Jen Sturger. Like, we're just kind of – we're good on this guy. It was fun for a year, but we're, we're, we're good on Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers is under contract for, like, three more years. So even if he gets traded, the team that acquires him mm-hmm. has his rights for three more years. Mm-hmm. They'd, have to, they'd have to actively decide to then move on from him 
because he played poorly or whatever the reason, or he'd have to do some sort of like false retirement, trick the team into rescinding well, his rights like Favre Brett did. Favre did. Yeah. He tricked the Jets, and Favre then they rescinded played, his rights. Favre played well until he, he got hurt. Yeah. And then he struggled, and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to have the surgery, guys. I'm done playing. Am I going to retire? And they're like, okay, cool. And I think Maybe they drafted Mark Sanchez in that draft. And then in late mm-hmm. April of that year, that's when Favre's like, I'm really done. And they put him on the retired list, nullifying the rights to him. I, I, if you don't think that Aaron Rodgers will work the system as hard as Favre did, I think you're crazy. I, hmm. I, he is, I think he is more vindictive, and Favre's incredibly vindictive. But let's say, just for fun, let's say Favre had not suffered the arm injury and he hadn't gotten creepy with the uh, with Jets.com, Jen Sturger. Yeah. Let's say he played really well and they went to the playoffs. There's no way the Vikings could have had him, right? Like, the Vikings basically, like, the only reason they got him is because he train-wrecked in New York. I think he would have told the Jets, I came back and I accomplished what I wanted. I'm done playing. He basically led them on. Yeah, he retired on them. And, and I think if they had gone to the playoffs, he would have said, ah, I think I'm done. Now, the Jets might have grieved it at that point. There might have been a grievance against Brett. But Brett Favre was going to do everything within his power to stick it to the Packers. And I say Aaron Rodgers should do the same thing. And I think we're on the same page. Aaron and I. Here for him. I think we're back to Judd here. Mm, okay. I'm going to stay on the football path that Phil just went down and say my statement is bring him home. If Larry Fitzgerald wants to play another season, the Vikings should give him that chance. Now, I will say, because I'm going to be called a hypocrite here, and it's accurate to say that, yep. I will say this flies in the face of the Zolgad rules because Fitzgerald's going to be 38 in August and has clearly declined. So my first preference is probably for him to retire and say it's been a great career, all spent with the Cardinals. He is, a, as far as I'm concerned, for sure a Hall of Fame player. Um, but... If he really wants to play, and if he's going to press it, and if he's going to play for somebody, I say Vikings, sign him. Worst case, doesn't work. Best case, he's a capable third receiving option on a team that really doesn't have a, a lot of great options there right now. And it sounds it sounds like Fitzy, much like Rodgers, is very close to making a decision about what he's going to do. But if he's going to play, I think he's a fit here. This is top five most hypocritical thing Judd Zolgad's ever said on the show here. I agree with you. You've spent, and I you've spent a decade begging for David Ortiz to retire. No, he did it you, right, you, I said. I, I said he did it right. Peyton well, yeah, Manning But you, but you, but you were begging wreck. for him to stay retired, even though he hit like 300 yeah, was and he was move. an MVP candidate. That was a great move by him. Peyton Manning is hoisting a Super Bowl awful. trophy, and the next day Judd leads the show with, that was ugly, he was throwing ducks. It was terrible. Like He, he just ruined his career and his legacy. And now you want Larry Fitzgerald to come back for if, another year, even though no, he's I averaging like two yards per reception. Hold on a second. You're putting anymore. words in my mouth. I said I want him to retire, but if he's insisting on playing, the Vikings can sign him. But there is no but. You would just want him to retire. You wouldn't want I him think to play he should, for the Vikings. I think he should retire, but if he's going to insist on playing, the Vikings should give him a chance because I don't think B.C. Johnson's some great upgrade and going to turn into a great player. Didn't you, Dex, didn't you guys talk about this on Ventline on Purple Daily this weekend? Didn't, didn't, didn't the guest bring up Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, he was all in on, on bringing him, I think, back in for a little bit. See, fans mm-hmm. want him. Mm-hmm. Bring him I, want, I don't care, I'm just, I I don't like care what guy. he looks like. I just I want him in the locker room. That's Yes. I mean, it's, it's not like the Vikings have six amazing receivers Correct. just like bursting with talent at that position. And so. I think he would help that room. He is He's a pro's pro. 
the Zolgad rule says, Larry, retire. But if you're not going to, if I'm the Vikings, I give him a look-see. All right, I'll, uh, I'll stick more cheesiness into my statements here. And uh, it's not petty. It's all swagger. And I don't know if you saw who the Twins drafted. They had the, the MLB draft was yesterday, which is, like, all obviously one of the most boring drafts in all of professional sports, even more boring than hockey's, in my opinion. But Chase Petty, yeah. they drafted this kid 26th overall from New Jersey. I believe not the same high school as Mike Trout, but him and Mike Trout have a connection. And this is where the swagger comes into play. This, I mean, this just tops everything. Um, and speaking of Mike Trout, he did get picked 26th overall, too. So, I mean, same hometown. So, Wow, interesting correlation. Maybe he'll reach out to you. He already has. I talked to him quite a bit. I mean, he wished me luck to, uh, today before this. Um, he's been a great person to lean on. I mean, he just, I mean, he's Mike Trout, so. <laughs> I'm all about this kid. I know he's 18. He's probably riding high. He just He's going to get a he couple million dollars signing bonus. He was so happy. No, I had the second clip, too, of him talking about Tatis. Okay, for those of us who were not watching the pre-draft show, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone who you're having dinner with tonight? Tomorrow night, yeah. My bad. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Um, Tatis and Manny Machado. When I grow up, I want to be Chase Petty. <laughs> Congratulations, Thank my Thank you friend. so much. <laughs> The dude is so fired up. The dude is so fired up. He goes in for the hug. Dude, he was so fired up. He's an 18-year-old kid riding high. Throws 102 on the gun. He's going to get a couple million dollars signing bonus, most likely, if he does indeed sign. I know he's a Florida commit uh, for college baseball, but I I love this kid. I love the swagger on him. I thought it was great. Does dude bro not look like he should be? He looks like he's talking to a girl by a keg, and he should have a red solo cup in his right hand. That'll be the last time he hugs a member of the of the baseball media, though. I'm guessing, right? Well, like yeah. the minute the, the minute that someone writes a negative article about his slow start in a ball, he'll be jaded forever. Um, she was she was kind of struggling there too. Like she um, she was shocked to find out that like Mike Trout's already reached out, even though he already like said that they had a connection. Um, is he a dumb question? Because I did pay zero attention to the draft. Is he a pitcher or a yep. hitter? He's a pitcher. pitcher. He, He's a pitcher. Okay. Touches one two on the gun. He was the New Jersey's Gatorade player of the year. He had like ninety eight strikeouts in like forty innings in high school ball. Oh my god. Yeah, he's you can, well, he can, can he what's yeah, he doing he in, pitch now? That's yeah. what I what's said. he doing in a week? I yeah, said start him though. against the Angels here against Shohei and let's see what he's got. I agree. It's been done before. <laughs> Bonus baby. I agree. Oh, amazing. All right. Any final statements from you guys here? I'm I'm fresh out of statements. Okay, I got one more for you. Baseball's all-star game. Here's my statement. The Houston Astros are not only cheaters, they are gutless cheaters. Did you guys see the stunt they pulled? Thank you for bringing this up. I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay, I've got the names. Explain Explain it. Okay. They had four players elected to the all-star game. Four players. You know, Twins have one, right? Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Carlos Correa, Ryan Presley. Altuve who, by the way, hit a walk-off home run against the Yankees on Sunday, said he's not going because he has a leg problem. Brantley has, get this, right side soreness. So do I. I do too. Presley is on paternity leave and says, I can't make it. I want to be with my wife. Correa originally said that, 
his wife is pregnant. I don't think she's due, but he said, I want to spend time with my pregnant wife. Clearly, they, the Astros were told that ain't going to fly. The CBA says if you're elected to the All-Star game, unless you're hurt or have a damn good excuse, you have to go. So then, then Correa, the day after it was clear, baseball cracked down and said, no, dude, you've got to show up, was put on MLB's health and safety protocol list. The Astros will now have no one at the All-Star game because these clueless, gutless sacks all found a way to duck out. (laughs) What's funny is I actually thought you were going down a different path. And so now we have two reasons why the Astros are gutless pieces of you-know-what, okay? So they come back yesterday. They were down 7-2 to going into the ninth inning against the Yankees. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but multiple times throughout this series, Gary Sanchez... Did the and including uh, a home run that looked like in the eighth inning it was going to put the Yankees' lead out of reach. Gary Sanchez hits a three-run bomb for the Yankees. We're still pissed about uh, losing to the Astros in the ALCS that year. Sanchez rounds third and does he mocks Jose Altuve with the like "Don't rip my jersey off, don't rip my jersey off" thing. Right? It was beautiful, and at the time it felt like the Yankees just put a stamp on the series. They're about to sweep the Astros, and they're mocking them on the way out. In the, it started uh, in the with Judge week. too. He he was the first yes. one to do it Saturday, and Don't Sanchez followed off. it. Yeah, and it was hilarious. So then here's what happened, and this is if people are paying attention, this is the Astros admitting that they cheated and used wires a few years ago. Yes, Jose Altuve yes. hits the walk off home run to win the game. He rounds third base, and his teammates rip his jersey off, and he gleefully like gleefully walks into them ripping the jersey off and celebrating and yeah look it's his bare chest right what was jose altuve's reasoning when he was trying to explain this away earlier in the year in 2020 well why were you so defensive about your teammate tripping your jersey off well because my wife would get really mad it's just like it's part of my culture and i'm a private guy and i just i don't want my teammates to rip my jersey off that never made sense at the time right right it was just a weird explanation right and now all of a sudden, a couple of years later, you're just like arms open asking your teammates to rip your jersey off as you beat the Yankees. What were you hiding a few years ago? To me, yeah. his willingness to get that jersey ripped off in that game yesterday is even more proof that those guys had some sort of wire system or some reason why he didn't want that jersey taken off. So amazing. So they're not sending it. Those guys just don't want to be around uh, their peers who might uh, criticize them exactly for right. a couple of days. Maybe That's exactly a right. Little side but how about that? In the hallway. How about that? Four guys. I love Correa saying, my wife's pregnant, and I want to be with her. And clearly baseball said, what are you talking about? That's a bunch of BS. Okay, I got COVID. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, my uncle's cousins, my third cousin's friend is over at a party, and he tested positive, and I... I'm positive now. Too. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe the Astros. Uh, maybe they need some insurance for all these cowardly players that won't show up to the All Star game. Well, Federated comes in there. The Federated's not going to help a baseball team. I mean, maybe they will. You can you can check a the Federated Insurance website to find a full list of all the industries they protect. But auto services, woodworking, contractors, wholesalers, retailers, wherever your business falls into, um, check that list out at FederatedInsurance.com. Federated's been around for over a hundred years supporter of us on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, and uh, they provide risk management tools and peace of mind for business owners. Federatedinsurance.com, and remember, it's Federated. It's our business to protect yours. Good session. Good statements. Mm-hmm. Good statements.
No uh, Declan. Uh, no Declan. Uh, personal life statements. I'll oh. just say Sunday. I needed naps on Sunday. I didn't get out of bed till four o'clock on Sunday. I'm dead serious. Yesterday. P.M. Yes, I was napping all day long from about uh on and off from like nine a.m. to about. What was your o'clock. liquid of choice on Saturday? Saturday was everything. I hit about five or six different places on Saturday from like one o'clock p.m. till about I was got I got home at eleven midnight. 11 Whoa. midnight. Yeah, I hit uh, hit a hit a brewery. Hit hit Runyons. Hit uh hit Fuzzies. Oh, Runyons. Hit Grays. Um. There was a lot of stops. There was a lot of stops on on the weekend. Was this for a particular reason, or just to drink a ton? Uh, no, it was just to have a good time. It was a beautiful day out and the and, and a nice Saturday here in Minneapolis. So got outside, enjoyed the Dude, patio. I admire your ability to start drinking at one o'clock it's and hard. then still be alive at eleven p.m. It, like that's the one thing in now, my thirties now. It, there was no if I start gone. drinking at one, I'm in bed by yeah. like five or six. We PM. had an agreement that about six or seven o'clock after like the third stop, like we got a a mix in waters and two, like let's let's go reset, like let's just have an intermission here before you know round two commences. Oh, in a couple, so, so there was an intermission. It, it was oh, so you weren't going ha- continually? No, from no, 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 no. That, but there 11. was a stop. There was a forty-five minute hour stop of water. I had ginger ale because I I love my ginger ale. But yes, you had oh, to yeah. you had to mix in. Time. Well, Mixing enjoy it now, though, dude. I'm trying. In a couple of years, it'll be gone. It's it's tough. It's tough, man. It's pretty tough. Yeah. All right. Powering through. And that's your Declan Drink. update. <laughs> who, Drink. who sponsors Declan? Uh, no one right now. The I'm Declan open. update I needs a sponsor. Spons- the Declan weekend for, uh, update. My God, nobody uh, um, takes care of the, the, the alcohol providers in this town like you do. It's true. I, I, I kept open the North Loop businesses during COVID last summer, and I'm, I'm keeping now open them again. Uh, the, I Also, I forgot a card. I didn't have to go back to a restaurant in the middle of Saturday. I, I looked at my wallet, and I was like, oh, my debit card's missing. Where oh, could that be? And bad. I was shockingly really calm. That's a bad feeling. I know it is a bad feeling, but I called the previous place, and I was like, hi, you have a card. Oh, they started laughing at me. I was like, yeah, I think I know who you are. You can come get it. So they, they knew my mistake. They knew we my actually, mistake. you don't even need to show yeah, us your card anymore, sir. Face, we your just, ID. We're we using it right we now. We all have it memorized. Yeah. We just bought a round for the bar with, with your debit card. Yeah, come get it. Oh it's useless God. now. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us on Mackie and Judd. Uh, drinking and lifestyle advice every Monday as well on the show. Uh, Purple Daily is where you can find our daily Vikings entertainment and conversations. Check that out. And for anyone who has subscribed to our YouTube channels, thank you. We're almost to 22,000 subscribers between the Score North and Purple Daily YouTube channel. So hit us up on there if you want to see our ugly faces. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.